welcome to Definitely Not Funny. Actually, the least funny person I know. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Definitely Not Funny. I am your host, Jackie Norris. And today we're doing a little episode called Demons Hate Fresh Air. It's a little like how-to guide on what to do if you're having a bad day, having a wobbly, feeling a little weird. How should you how should you navigate it? What are the next steps? And so how to handle kind of like a bout of like sadness or anxiety or whatever like strong emotion you're feeling. So that's a fun little, a very helpful little bit that I use a lot in my day-to-day. But before we get into it, I want to do a little vibe check, see how everyone's doing. I know right now is a really weird time. It's like the last day of January and we're kind of like we're over winter now. We're just like ready for spring and summer wherever you are. And I know there's a lot going on just in the greater like global community. And I know there's a lot of like layoffs happening right now and companies are kind of unsure what's going to happen next. People aren't really sure what's going to happen with their jobs and their careers. And a lot of companies are having hiring freezes, like whatever. I'm not here to like, I don't need to sit here and tell you guys everything you already know, but I want to say like, yeah, it's wacky. And I think everyone's feeling it. And so I don't think it's like a, a solitary independent experience that's happening right now. It feels like a very universal experience. And that was kind of like, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode because I think it will resonate with a lot of people and be helpful for if you're like sitting there like what the fuck do I do with myself now and how do you move forward before that though couple couple action items for today well not action items whatever a couple little like things I want to chit chat about curious how people feel about dry January uh now that it's like the end of January I know some people tried to do dry January and were successful and some people tried and decided to stop doing it. And I think both are great. Either's fine. I'm curious. I so famously don't drink. It's a disclaimer. I feel like I have to give every fucking time because whenever I go out, people always think that I'm drinking. I don't even know. Sorry. I'm just so much fun that everyone thinks I'm just so drunk all the time because I'm just like fucking party animal. This is not true. I'm curious, like, what inspires someone to do dry January and then what motivates them to stick with it or not? So shoot me a little DM. I'm trying to, I'm getting better at my DMs, okay? If you shoot me it, okay, if you DM me on my, like, Jackie account, I'm not going to respond. But if you DM me on my, like, podcast account, actually very, very high chance of response. So that's good. I saw, okay, something else that, I have on my list is these fidget rings so I have this problem where like I cannot sit still like I have to pick up my nails I have to like pick up my clothes if I'm like holding a piece of paper I'll tear it apart like I always have to be doing something like with my fingers and I saw these on TikTok this girl was like talking about her fidget rings that she like always has to order I got some I got these ones that have like a little bead around them obsessed not only are they like actually very very cute it's it has been a game changer, like absolute game changer. Makes it so much easier for me to focus. I'm literally playing with them right now. They are so fun. Excellent. So get fidget rings. Just search fidget rings on Amazon. 10 out of 10, 10 bucks. Perfect. And then lastly, I just booked a trip to New York. I think I, I literally booked it today. 
And I'm really excited about that. I haven't been to New York for a period of more than like a day in years now. I did go for a day over the summer. But other than that, I haven't really been. I'm really excited to go. I think it'll be a lot of fun and cool to see people. So if you're going to be in New York or you have any New York wrecks, let me know. I'll be, and in New York, like end of February, early March, let me know. Hit me with some wrecks. Whatever. going to be there for like a week and a half. It'll be fun. Very excited. So yeah, with all that, with all that behind us, all my little, my little updates, let's get into the meat of the episode. So today I want to do a little episode on like what to do if you're having like a meh kind of day. Like you're just sort of feeling a bit yucky mentally or all down in the dumps or anxious. Like, you know, you're just like you're having like a wobbly. That's what Tink says. I fucking love her. But it's like it, that I feel like that exemplifies it best. Like you're having a wobbly and you're you're not feeling great. And this what we're going to talk about it, it kind of covers if it's like just a little meh or if it's like I'm pretty seriously sad and like don't really know how to keep moving forward. But I'm going to talk about it in the terms of like just feeling a little bit like meh, meh just to keep it a little bit more lighthearted and digestible and just make it make it easy, easy to understand. So I've had one of these recently, which is kind of what inspired this episode. These these meh days. That's what I'm going to keep calling them. What Something had like happened in my personal life that was upsetting to me and didn't go how I expected. And I was just feeling kind of like excluded and bummed out and like not really like not really feeling like myself and just getting in my own head about it. So I called my cousin and some close friends just to chat about it and like work it out and work out how I was like going to regard the situation and what and what I was going to do if I was going to say something etc but then after like after all those action items had been taken and like had been addressed I was still feeling really yucky and I was still I was like okay like I've talked about it with my closest friends I've like kind of flushed out whatever I can do there's nothing else to really do about this, but I still feel like shit. And like, I'm still really bummed out. And it's a day or two later. And so this is what I like to call a sad ache. If you listen to my episode about when I went to the McLean OCD Institute, I think I briefly touched upon a sad ache and the idea of a sad ache. But what it is is it's a term I have coined. <laughs> I came up with it myself, but it is like a headache or a stomach ache. So when you're sad, sometimes the feeling of sadness can really, really take over and be like all consuming and overwhelming and you don't really know what to do or how to keep moving forward. But when you view it as a sad ache, it's kind of just like a headache or a stomach ache, which a headache or a stomach ache, they're worth acknowledging. Like when you notice it, it's like, it's worth saying like, oh, I have a really bad headache right now. Or like, oh, I got a stomach ache. And then next thing you do is you take some Advil or Tums to help it. And then you just kind of keep doing your thing and going about your day. Like if I woke up tomorrow morning and I had a stomach ache, it would be annoying, but I'd still go into the office. I would still like have lunch with my coworkers. I'd still come home and give my dog dinner and 
call a friend, you know, like I would still, and I'd have a stomach ache. It would be annoying. Like I'd be sitting in work and I'd be like, "Ugh, my stomach hurts so badly. And yes, that would be annoying, but I can still do all these things even with my stomach ache. And with my stomach ache, I know that it's going to go away. Like I know that in like a day or two, my stomach's going to feel better and it's going to go away. And if it doesn't, like if it's lasting for like a week, then I go see a doctor about it. But I know it's going to go away. So talking about it and like ruminating on it isn't going to make it better. And it doesn't need to stop you from doing things you love. So like while I'm at work, let's say I have my stomach ache tomorrow and I'm at work. Like I'm sitting there and telling my coworker like, oh, my stomach ache's really bad. Like, no, like it's really bad. Like, I don't know. It's just sort of like whatever. It just kind of is annoying. It's not like the worst, but like it's that's not helping it. That's not adding value. That's not helping. That's not going to make the stomach ache go away faster. So, and like you can still hang out with friends with a stomach ache. So a sad ache is very similar. I thought, I used to think like prior to doing the program that if you started to feel sad, that it was like by you, I mean myself, that meant like if I started to feel sad, I had to stop everything I was doing and could only focus on being sad and making it better and I couldn't do anything until I wasn't sad anymore and and I thought that talking about being sad and trying to sort it out in my head and figure out why am I sad like how can I feel better what do I need to fix like that wasn't helping the problem at all because sometimes you just feel emotions like they get triggered and you feel them and it's not going to improve it it's just going to make you focus on it and that'll actually like ironically make it stay longer so that was a big a big learning of mine and I've used this static analogy since then and it's been excellent and I forget it sometimes like but then people like my cousin will remind me my mom will remind me because I'll be I'll like wake up or something and I'll call them and I'll be like you know what like I'm having like a really I'm already having a bad day and I already just like feel so down in the dumps and I don't know why that's a big thing too is a lot of times when you're feeling this way sometimes you have a reason so like for example I had like that thing happen and so I was I had my reason where I was sort of like okay I feel like this because xyz happened but sometimes you just like don't know why like you just feel gross and you don't need to find a reason like if it's if it's something like okay you're in like a really toxic relationship and you feel yucky and you're like oh I don't know why I feel yucky but I'm always feeling yucky now and I'm always having mad days um and I always don't like hanging out with my partner because it doesn't make me feel good well then like then it's worth sort of digging into the why are you feeling that way but if there's nothing that could be like a big nothing obvious kind of coming to mind then just keep moving forward. You might just be feeling meh. So at this point, once you've acknowledged the sad ache, you have it, you have to like, or, and it can be like sad ache, just like, just, it just rolls off the tongue nicely. You know what I mean? But it could be like an anxiety ache, a panic ache. I don't know, like a angry ache. I don't fucking know what you want to call it, but I like to call it a sad ache. Cause that's just like, Aww. so you're having your sad ache. Now you've got to make a decision. Are you going to dwell and shut down or do you keep moving forward? So in this scenario, the one I'm referencing from like last week, I did dwell and shut down for a few hours. I like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, static. Okay. 
toolkit off I go it was like no 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 like sad ache oh I feel like shit I'm gonna sit on my couch I don't give a like I don't care whatever and so then I like sat down for a bit whatever like watch tv scrolled on social media which obviously didn't do any good and then like I realized I was not feeling any better I was actually feeling worse and so this is when it's time to really pull out your values toolkit that's what that's what I'm calling it it would be cool if there was like if I had like an actual toolkit I could make with like little values that would be like a fun like elementary school activity I don't know I love those things so by that I mean like you got to think about your values and pick one and just lean into it so what's helpful is when you're not in this like meh mood to list out some key values for for yourself that you can tap into and list out those values and list out activities that relate to those values and that you can engage in that aren't really dependent on other things and will relate to one of those values so for me some values that like I like to fall back on are community creativity hard work nature and movement those are kind of like my big five as of the moment they literally change all the time like every two weeks I can have new different value like new ones that I'm focusing on whatever um so examples of activities for all these community like call a friend or a family member make a dinner reservation have people over for a card game creativity I usually work on my podcast a bit shocker or I'll like get some markers out in color but I do something easy that's kind of like a light lift I won't like when I'm in that mood like the idea of like setting up all my paints and like priming a canvas like that just sounds like (gasps) so much work like I can't do that so something that's just like like a coloring book with like five different markers is like such a good light lift easy to do um hard work so I'll either work on this podcast or I'll if it's during the week I'll do my like full-time job and I just set a timer and lock in and focus this is just something for me that like has always helped I love feeling a sense of accomplishment I love like having tasks and crossing them off some may say that's because I'm a Virgo take that as you will but I like that I value that nature go and just like sit outside just go outside if it's cold where you are just do a lap around the block if it's raining just open a window for a minute demons hate fresh air that's the title of this episode that's the most important thing that's like that's like always helps me whenever I'm in like this type of mood and my demons are coming out and hitting me with intrusive thoughts and whatever it's like oh wait demons hate fresh air go get fresh air and in my mind fresh air is just like any of my values but the easiest thing is just just stepping outside for a minute it's remarkable the last one is movement I'll like go for a walk or I'll work out but actually the past few weeks I haven't been able to really work out because of this little asthma situation I have going on but I will do something that uses my hands so what I've been doing lately is like puzzling like using like building a putting a puzzle together because you physically have to move to do it and it's so much more rewarding to use your hands for something than it is to do it on a screen so I qualify that in the category of movement I think that's it's just you're engaging your body physically and that I think is really valuable 
um, and can get very overlooked. So with all of these things, what's important is like to realize that none of them, they're not like quick fixes. You're not going to like do one of them and then like, oh my God, like everything's better. And also I recognize that when you're in this mood, like these, all these things can feel impossible but know that you don't have to like, you're not doing it for an outcome. You're not doing it to impress anybody. You just have to kind of be there and be present. It's just sort of like something to do on autopilot while you ride out this sad ache. So none of them, none of them are like a quick fix. None of them are like, oh, you feel sad, go for a walk. And then when you come back, you'll feel happy. No, probably, probably not. You will probably feel exactly the same. Maybe you'll feel a little better. Maybe you'll even feel a little worse. But the point is, is that you're doing something aligned with your values and you're creating meaning and you're like, when you do things in alignment with your values, you set yourself up to get to a place where the sad ache kind of just eventually goes away. And we're just sort of waiting it out. We're just trying to engage while we wait it out, like not let it control you not let it be in charge, let it be there, keep doing your things. And it's, it's amazing if you can, if you can really, really tap into this, a lot of times you will just get to a moment where you'll be doing an activity or you'll be doing something and you'll realize like, oh, my sad ache's gone. And it might only be gone for 10 minutes and then it might come right back. But it slowly is going to start to kind of fade. And Sometimes that'll happen literally just after one walk and sometimes it'll take a week or two. But just keep going and just know that it's like a stomach ache or a headache and it's going to go away. And the, like, so the hardest part with all this stuff and like engaging in your values and really tapping into it is truly just starting. Um, something that like I heard someone say somewhere. Oh my God, no. Where is it? I was like on a, it was like on a Peloton ride, I bet you. I think it was like a Robin Peloton class or something like that. And they said an object in motion stays in motion and an object at rest stays at rest. So once you've started, you're good to go. Like a trick that I like to use is to tell myself that I'm only going to do the activity for five minutes. And then after five minutes, I can decide if I want to continue or if I want to go back to sitting on the couch. I really love the couch, fun fact. But once you've done the five minutes, it's so much easier to decide to continue. So I do this literally every day with cleaning my room and like my apartment and stuff because I just, I hate that. I hate cleaning. I always have. It's, it's just my thing. Just absolutely hate cleaning. <laughs> and I, what I have to do is like tell myself, because I'll be like sitting on the couch, it'll be like 8 p.m. and I'll be like, fuck, I should wash my dishes before I go to bed. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just do a little clean. I'm just going to do it for five minutes. I'm going to wash however many dishes I can get done in five minutes. I'll wash. Like, however much laundry I can fold in five minutes, I'll fold. And then I'll stop. But once I'm started, then I'll do it until it's done. And that, like, kind of always happens for me. Because once you're moving, you're good. You just stay in motion. It's the like inertia. I think it's terms inertia. It takes from to get from rest to motion that requires the most amount of work. So that's a fun fact. So if you just start on one of these activities and just sort of keep going, 
just like let it spin, let it roll, keep doing it, you're good to go. You just have to start it. But also know that starting is the hardest part. It's only going to get easier after you start. And then lastly, what I really want to say is if you're static or like anxiety, whatever you're feeling, doesn't pass after I'd say about like a week or two, um, I'd say it's probably time to go seek professional help. I think, and by that I really mean like therapy and just like talking to a therapist or even talking to your primary care physician and seeing what they think and if they can connect you with a therapist. I love therapy. I think therapy is excellent. I have been going to therapy since I was nine, nine years old? I think nine. Nine years old. Like every week. And I love it. It's been so life-changing and I think I was very lucky in the sense that my parents did put me in therapy so young and they treated it so normally for me like it was sort of like oh yeah like you have soccer practice and then you have therapy and then you have Hebrew school like those are the things you're gonna do Jackie I'm like okay and it was the same as like just it was like another activity that I did and I'm wondering I think this will happen I'm just wondering when we're gonna get to the point in our culture where having a therapist that you meet with once a year is as normalized as like going to your annual physical with your doctor like I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't do that I think it's incredibly beneficial for just once a year check in with a therapist sit there for an hour and just chat about how things are going and if everything's great then that's great then then keep moving along and then tell them you'll see them again next year when it's time for your annual checkup and then if things are like a little wobbly they might be able to acknowledge that and be like well would you want to come again next week and then you go again the next week and you keep meeting until you're like sort of like I don't really feel like I need to do this anymore but I feel like I can't see why as the bare minimum we wouldn't do that I think therapy is excellent I think it's so hugely beneficial there's so many different types of therapy there's so many different therapists. You can really find something at this point that will be a good fit for you. And what I've noticed in my experience is that women seem to be way more open and comfortable with the idea of therapy than men. This topic could be a whole podcast in and of itself. And ideally, I'd love to get an expert like in on this because... It's fascinating to me how much more comfortable with therapy women are than men are. And I think it's definitely cultural and a cultural expectation that's placed on men to like not feel like strong emotions and not unless it's anger because of course men can be angry. God forbid a woman is. But there's a lot of pressure for men like not to show any sign of weakness and having like sadness or anxiety is seen as a sign of weakness and so I think that translates into a lot of men thinking that going to therapy is a sign of weakness but I see it just as a I don't even see it like sure I could say I see it as like a sign of strength I just see it as like a sign of personal hygiene like taking care of your well-being would be like if someone like in my mind like Someone not, like, going to therapy, like, once a year for, like, a checkup would be, like, if you missed your dental cleaning. It was just gross. 
I don't know. That's what I think. So if you haven't gone to therapy, if you've never been to therapy, I implore you to just sign up for a session. Use like BetterHelp or Cerebral or ask your doctor. Your doctor will recommend you someone that's in network. Like, and just do one session. Just do one session and like check in. See how everything is. And then decide if you want to meet with them again. You don't have to. And then the following year, do another session. But if you hated that first therapist, do another session with someone else. Totally, totally up to you. So, yeah. That's kind of my view on everything. I digress. Talking about therapy for a bit. But going back to the static, we don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to solve it. You just need to keep doing your thing and moving forward. That's all you need to do. Find your values. Have them written down in your notes app on your phone. Pick one. Lean into it. And just do that. Just keep doing that. And try your very darn best not to like take excessive naps or stay in bed really late. Like in the mornings. You know what I mean? Those are two things that like when I was really, really depressed like didn't help but like I couldn't get myself to stop doing them and eventually once I found these activities that I could engage in it became easier to not do those things because it was like okay well I have something I have to do and I have to engage in and I think that goes to like having a schedule you can create a schedule with your values whatever so like you always so you don't have to like make too many decisions when you're in this space you just have to pick something and go with it and I know I keep reiterating that but it's really important. I love you guys. I just want you guys to keep doing cool stuff. Don't let don't let the sadics control you. It's just a sadic, it'll go away. Takes Madville. You know? All the all the things. Well, that's about it. That's all I got for this week. I love you guys very dearly. I hope you had a good time. Short and sweet is always fun. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this episode, your thoughts on therapy. Specifically, okay, wait, specifically if you're a guy listening, I'm very intrigued to hear, like, if you go to therapy and, like, why or why not? You Like, if you don't feel comfortable sharing, obviously not, but I'm, I'm curious. If you do feel comfortable, I'm actually very, very curious. So, yeah. All right. Love you guys. Have an excellent rest of your week and I'll see you next Tuesday, baby. Did you laugh? I didn't.